Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Joe. Uh, I just want to say the first 15 seconds of this episode were lost, so I'm going to play the theme and we're just going to go straight into the show in progress. You don't really miss much, but you do miss the introduction of our guest, who's a very funny man, and he's a writer for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. His name is Cullen Crawford, and he's an old friend of mine, so this is a good episode. Hope you enjoy it. Yes, but you're you're in town from New York, and uh, I, I am. I feel like you and I have had a lot of, yeah, we, like you said, we've had a lot of conversation about rock, and I feel like you also make a lot of like on Twitter. I feel like half your jokes are like, <laughs> "Jimi Hendrix is stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, look, is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> he's very good at guitar, but he's very stupid. But yeah, I'm like constantly like, "What if Bob Seger wrote a space album?" Or mm-hmm. you know, right? You've you've written a, a fake songs. And posted lyrics to fake Cure songs and like fake Will Smith songs, and they're very funny. I think about old rock and roll a lot. Yeah, that old time rock and roll. The old yeah, time the rock old, and roll. Yeah. Uh, Colin, what do you know about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame beyond what I've told you in the past? Yeah, I was going to say, and how much is of it is from Joe Quazala's straight to your brain? So I was actually telling Joe this yesterday when we planned everything. We wrote the podcast <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Yeah, we're following the script to a T right now, wow. including this, this fourth wall breaking, riveting. <laughs> um, but I was telling him when I was like. 10 i would just look at pictures of guitars and like anything even related to rock and roll Wait, i thought really? was cool yeah oh. uh and so like uh even even like hard rock cafe and rock and uh, jingle bell rock i was like oh yeah this song rocks wait really <laughs> yes well and i i relate to that the idea of being like a kid and you're like oh every, all this stuff is lame. like the idea of like if you're in second grade and like they're playing like christmas carols and you're like this lambs then they're like hey guys we're gonna put on jingle bell rock <laughs> that's like a very easy signifier of like okay things are about to get cool this is not your dad's jingle bells but, but, Except that it really is. Like, <laughs> yes, rock is the most dad thing that yes. there ever mm-hmm. was. That is so funny. My friend babysits an eight-year-old girl right now, and they went to a cake decorating place yesterday, and the little girl was like, okay, I want my cake to have, I want it to be gold, I want it to have leopard print on it on the side, I want it to say chic, and then I want them to put a pair of lips and a high heel on top. And I was <laughs> like, oh my god, that is like the lamest thing I could think of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But she thinks it's, it's like the, the epitome of cool and like femininity and 
and like mm-hmm. blah 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 and like you guys are little boys and you're like yeah a guitar is so cool and yes. rock and roll is very cool like, just anything like so that is really funny i have to admit when you were explaining this uh cake i thought it was cool <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, she, I, I was she. like oh she knows what's cool i joe thought the was, story was going to be about how a young girl is mature <laughs> for the listeners joe is holding up his chic knuckle tattoos yeah. right now right yeah <laughs> The other one says cool. Chic and cool, yeah. And I put them together to try to be intimidating. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird what, what we think when we don't quite know what cool is yet. But we have some things that are so, like, over the top uh, supposed to be cool. And as a kid, you can be like, okay, yeah, but for sure. But I also think that that's, like, an old-fashioned version of what is cool when when you were young. Because, like, I, when you guys were that age, it was, like, they were trying to tell you that, like, skateboards and Go-Gurt was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, Mountain Dew is cool. Yes, for sure. But, like, not this is a probably, guitar and a rock and roll. This is probably pre-Go-Gurt world, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, but, no, I mean, like, when we were, like, very young, it was, like... Nirvana was like the coolest thing. Yes, we are like the generation where like the our cool things were rock. But then that was it was very like I you know like probably all of us streamed MTV constantly mm-hmm. and just the like switch between. Wait, you just said streamed though. That's streamed really it into funny. my brain. Yes. <laughs> yeah, by watching it on the on the yeah, television like on television on a complete tube with commercials and just streaming. really kept watching and was like, what's next on TRL? What's going to be in the top ten? But I was like equally enthusiastic about like. Duhast and then Puff Daddy would come on. I was like, this is cool. The Spice mm-hmm. Girls are cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is, there was like, there wasn't as much room for niching back when, I mean, it was before the internet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like yeah. correct, and, and they're just <laughs> so that is why I know why it's not, but it is true, and it's like when Carl was on and he was talking about how his dad would watch MTV, and so his dad mm-hmm. would watch MTV waiting for them to play a Prince video, but yeah. in the meantime he's like watching Duran Duran and Aerosmith, and like so it made him like a fan of these things by default, yeah. just because you know he's just like Carl familiar. Tart's dad is waiting to yeah. see Michael Jackson, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that I watched like VH1 constantly, so that was how I knew about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. which yeah. is like an old man channel even then. Yeah, yeah. right. Hey, do you have any? Did you think that you've seen the uh, like induction ceremonies like back in the day? Any recollection? Because VH1 used to air it. I probably watched it in between mm-hmm. like Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Yeah, right. Oh, Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Jeff Probst, I think. Um, I think hosted. that sounds right to me. <laughs> that sounds right. I just remember Mark McGrath like destroying everyone yeah. Yeah. on celebrity rock and roll <laughs> oh, Jeopardy. You're right. I that's the only one I remember. They mm-hmm. had regular people on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. That's yes. what it was, and then they would they had a celebrity version. Oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah, I wanted to go on that show, but alas, <laughs> I was thirteen. <laughs> Like you're hanging out outside with your catcher's mitt, like <laughs> yeah, like put me in, coach. Come on, because I was I was good at it, as you can yeah. imagine, as a as the weirdest uh, preteen at that time. Joe the Bobby Fisher tried... of rock and roll, yeah. yeah, right. Well, the answer is Mark Knopfler. Come on. <laughs> uh, the answer is who is Mark Knopfler? Oh, oh, damn it! I've got the knowledge, but I don't have the cadence. <laughs> so, yeah, I was aware of it. As just like rock and roll is good. This is uh, mm-hmm. the house of rock and I, roll is I, here to stay. It will never die. I lumped it in with you remember the Experience Music Project? What? No, in no. like Seattle. What on earth is I, that? I don't know if it still exists. It's. Uh, Are you from Seattle, or were you no. just following grunge at the this time? This was just another building dedicated to music that I thought was cool. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, don't get the hall confused with the building. The hall. 
Yes, I, uh, we talked about. Yeah. Oh, and I good. talked about this yesterday. Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad you. They are the same him. thing, and whatever you say, they are the same. Yeah, thing. no, they are <laughs> yeah. the same thing. But don't tell Joe that, or we'll have to <laughs> listen to him talk. All right, about everybody, it. sit down. <laughs> I have a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, sorry, what, what is, is this experience? experience? So I, it was maybe like the year 2000. This was like this kind of a. It was that era, and it was like this weird lumpy cool looking building in seattle where a like lumpy building it's a weird look lumpy like epcot like lumpy uh like... that's like geometric lump yeah who's that lumpy like a like a hobbit hole like a it looked like a blob made out of metal you should google it mm-hmm. uh and it was it was very much of that era and it was like there was stuff about Jimi Hendrix there, and I think you could like stand on a virtual stage with a crowd that was cheering for you and stuff. This was like also before Rock Band, the game. Yeah, existed. there's the lumpy build. Oh, oh, you know it's what it Frank, looks it's like? It's a Frank Geary. Yeah, yeah oh, it yeah. looks like what's it called? It's that's the same guy who did the um, Grand uh, Down Downtown. The downtown, in LA. yes. Yeah, uh, I can't music think hall. of it. The music hall. Yeah, yeah. he loves lumpy that's, music. That buildings. really looks like, yeah, very like, similar. You know, to it. structures that look like they're fabric. Like yeah, like that's... curvy, like curvy. It looks like silver. the three Pac-Man ghosts. Yes. <laughs> it does. Look it up, guys. Follow along. We'll post something on Twitter. Joe will post a link to it. Uh, but we shouldn't. Uh, we we shouldn't uh, completely dismiss what Colin said, which was that you could go and pretend to be a rock star. Yes. Uh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the it was hell? Did you of... go to it? No, I didn't. Oh. But I did. You dream about it? Was I probably that... cut a picture of it out of like a musician's friend magazine little... or whatever. Wait, wait okay really quick did you have like a little rock and roll vision board oh yeah my like every i was i would cut this out is like, very dear to me like, i find this quite adorable and was totally uh i didn't pick and choose it'd be like a chet atkins like 1945 guitar i was like yep that's cool yeah, it's a guitar it put it on the wall chet <laughs> atkins trace atkins yes equally cool <laughs> in first grade i as an art project built a scale model of a hard rock cafe <laughs> what yeah which one it was i just just a general yeah uh, general, <laughs> like my, oh my your fantasy own personal one. generic one? your personal one well you know they're all pretty much the same <laughs> right just the memorabilia like, huh? is a little different but i made like a giant like fake neon guitar and i thought it was super cool yeah mm-hmm. and then this in third great. grade i entered an art contest at the bank of <laughs> You know, art contest at the bank. No. Uh, I mean, it weirdly makes sense I mean, somehow. Yes. What, and it was like, like, what would you do if we gave you a savings bond? And I made a bass guitar with, I used real strings for the strings, like cut it out of paper uh-huh. and won a $50 uh, savings bond and then bought a shitty bass guitar with it. Wait, okay. you did use it and you bought a bass guitar. Yes. I don't know why I chose bass guitar. That's it's almost like you were at that point tired of regular guitar, of worshiping the regular <laughs> yeah, guitar. Yeah, you had spent like, too long at the altar of the regular guitar. I think it's contrarian. Like, you went with a bass guitar. Contrarian is like the nice. thing. I think it's like, well, I can never be the leading man, but I can maybe be in a. Oh, ball. you're already hedging your exactly. bets. Exactly. Inferiority complex <laughs> exactly. about being in a uh, rock and roll band that does not exist yet. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I can't be in this band. Look how good these guys are. And you're gesturing to an empty room. <laughs> a bunch of paper dolls that you've cut out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look how cool. Uh, oh, what you call them all. Like, I'm trying to think of like, oh, look, look at Ricky. <laughs> Ricky Rock. He's the obviously. <laughs> the oh least guys. Maybe I can be his friend. I, oh, my gosh. When I was. This just reminded me of a thing when I was really young. My my two friends were like three. They were like three or four years older than me. We all lived in the same apartment building. And they 
wanted to, us to form a fake we formed a band like a girl rock band mm-hmm. and everybody in the in the band had different names and i remember my one friend her name was roxy in the band <laughs> i don't remember who the who the other girl's name was but then my name i like i like one got to wear pink the other got to wear purple and i had to wear yellow <laughs> oh. like i was like the young like nobody mm-hmm. wanted me in the band kind of thing and i named my and my name was Coco, and on my stupid yellow shirt, it was a stupid picture of a cup of cocoa, which is so oh no, stupid. that is, and and nobody, and I was just like I was the little tag along, like six year old, maybe I was six or seven. This is my high heel birthday cake, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like six or seven, and we were trying to decide what to name the band. No one had any like thoughts that we were going to you know play music or anything but we wanted to like walk around and sing mm-hmm. and uh i named the band roxy and the rockers and they were like that's a great name mm-hmm. i knew we kept how, you around for how some did you reason. do that thing where the the same letter showed up twice <laughs> <laughs> and now my rock and roll logo a drink babies use to go to sleep <laughs> oh my god uh, so at that age cullen uh was that what kind of bands were you were you into like anything, anything that had a guitar. All of them. Yeah, I yes. mean, the, ra- the radio play. Was is that your definition of rock and roll? Do you think that it has to have a guitar? Yes. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, like I thought. I remember uh, Aeroplane, the Red Hot Chili Peppers song, really oh, yeah. like broke through to my brain. I was like, oh, music can be like this. Music can be about an aeroplane. <laughs> music can pleasure have, and pain. music can have children singing. Yeah. In it? I'm a child. Wait a second. There's a whole career for me. Oh, and Peaches. Remember the, mm-hmm. the presence oh, of the United States? It is I, so funny that like a little kid would be like, wait a second, the aeroplane and Peaches. I know these things. <laughs> Rock and roll can be about... Is there a song about, about Choo Choo? What's funny is there are songs about Choo Choo's. Well, also, yeah. those are... And there are songs about shape. Yeah. Well, the locomotion. Um. <laughs> right. Everybody, Everybody's uh, doing a brand new dance now. But, I've always enjoyed how that song was revived like every decade. And yeah. They always say it's a brand new dance. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting to me, too, that I feel like Peaches and Aeroplane, for example, both kind of ride the comedy song mm-hmm. line. Like, they are kind of jokes. Well, that's true. But like, I... Well, also, Cullen remembers from being a baby the diced peaches coming in on the Aeroplane <laughs> <laughs> on the spoon coming to yes. his mouth. Yes, that's a specific memory to Cullen. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he had nostalgia uh, for being a baby. <laughs> he remembered the pureed like, peaches. Yeah, then, I just uh, feel that, like remember it's that not song, shocking. Remember that yeah. Big growing boy. <laughs> you don't need to use a high chair anymore. <laughs> I feel like it's not shocking that like a comedy nerd would would gravitate to those songs yes. that kind of feel comedic in a way. Yes. Peaches, the peaches videos were kind of silly. yeah. The vi- mm-hmm. videos were kind of silly and like and those bands are guys like kind of just like jumping around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being goofballs. Did you um? Did, were you into like Weird Al or any of the parody music, Doctor Demento? That whole vibe? loved Weird Al as every little boy pretty Mm -hmm. much does yeah it's a requirement (laughs) Um, but yeah that was it was i think everyone has their seminal weird al album Mm -hmm. and it was their weird album weird album okay Mm -hmm. thank you just Uh, don't don't leave that one on the floor (laughs) and it was bad hair day yeah yeah. i think people our age it's bad hair day because it was amish paradise and that was like yeah it was kind of the breakthrough yeah i never was into weird al i remember a guy that i was maybe i think maybe we uh, maybe a guy that I was interested in, he told me about the Dr. Demento show and I tried listening to it and I was like, um, 
I gotta go. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll save this for when I get really into ska music. Like, <laughs> Sounds a little demented for my taste. <laughs> uh, but I've got to imagine one of those bands was Sublime. Yes. It, yeah. Sublime was like the third album I bought. The first was What's the Story, Morning Glory. Mm-hmm. And I was like oh, proud yeah. of having bought it. Oasis right. <laughs> was the first concert that I ever saw on my own. Was it Oasis okay. and Bush? I think it was bush opening for oasis maybe i was like 14 or 15 and it was like um uh liam did not show up he decided he was house hunting with his girlfriend in (laughs) london and so noel sang all the songs and i couldn't tell the difference no (laughs) no but that's a great album what's the story morning glory what else uh let me think Probably Red Hot Chili Peppers and Sublime. Those are the first. I got them all. Mm-hmm. I bought a CD player when I was in 1995 yeah. and got those three albums. You got the self-titled Sublime. Yes. One that has like pretty much all the songs on it. Yeah, which weirdly was not my favorite album. I got uh, 40 Ounce to Freedom 40 right Ounce after that and like, yeah, went yeah. nuts for it. And it was yeah. like right as I was preteen, like hitting puberty, and I was like, this, yep, this that's is the, my stuff. That's <laughs> like, the hot spot. Uh, so, yeah, Sublime is... I, a, a great choice just because they're such a strange band um you know because when i think about them mostly i think of them as like a joke like they're the just the classic college dorm band. yes that's i i mean literally the first time i ever heard sublime was in my college dorm it mm-hmm. was like a movie scene like i was <laughs> moving into my college dorm in 2000 and I was like, what is playing down the hall? And it was <laughs> mm-hmm. What sublime. is this new music? And Smoking I bought, joints. Yeah. And I bought 40 Two Ounce joints. Freedom and, and the other one, yeah. the self-titled one. What's interesting is, uh, you know, for me, it was 2005 hmm. and it was still sublime. Oh, yeah. So I'm there's... sure kids in college are still listening to and... sublime. It's like, dare I say, the new Bob Marley. I, that's not that's not a, a bad comparison. I know. I, but, Bradwell I just, is I, not turning over in his grave. Right now. He's no, thumbs he's, up in his he's, grave. He's, he's, you're giving him life. You're no, he's reviving him. He just got an erection. It's very weird. Oh, but it, it is a weird, oddly resonant uh, for a band that is so widely mocked. I have so many conflicting feelings about the bland, the band sublime. The bland, the bland, the bland sublime. sublime. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. We'll still listen to them uh, and feel like an idiot, but also feel like, who cares? I'll be an idiot and listen to Sublime because it sounds good. I right. like it. There's, some, there's something going on. They tapped into some weird, uh, I don't want to say like magic, but like something that just like has been able to stay around. And I think what is weird is that Sublime is played on easy listening radio stations like it's played on Jack FM. It's played. But I on... don't think Jack FM is easy listening. They play what they want. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Jack, Jack will play anything. You can't tie down Jack. Yeah, but, but I I'm guess... just asking: Could it be played in an office? What song so. of what song of Sublime Santeria? You would can play Santeria. Play what yeah, I got. That's playing at like, the I grocery got. store. Yeah. What mm-hmm. I got, you could hear that in. I do use the f word in what I got, but that's always bleeped. But they bleep yes. it. Uh, they bleep on it. the. It's it's just strange to me that how much they've been able. It's to like Sublime stuck around, but Three Eleven did not. No, but they have a very, 311 has a very cult mm-hmm. like following where oh, people yeah. go on cruises and stuff. Wait, really? There's yeah. a 311 cruise? There's a 311 cruise. My friends got married um, in well, probably like eight years ago and they played 
string quartet versions of 311 songs as they're, <laughs> as they're like oh, pre boy. like while people were sitting down getting ready to, for the ceremony to How begin. How do you string quartet the rapping of yeah. <laughs> is it just uh, someone na- I like... mean somebody is just wiling out on a violin <laughs> yeah, is how you do it do it. watch me I want to make it a wild one I do have it that's uh, a, uh, that sounds uh, the opposite of beautiful. Yeah, we are, well, I will tell you, we are not friends anymore. Okay, so, well, just because uh, of that. And uh, yeah, that was a line in the sand. Uh, well, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does not publish any criteria for how they induct their members. It's a kind of infuriating because you can't really, if you had some sort of information to tell why people get inducted, then the the institution would make a little bit more sense. But they don't. But I have put together some criteria of my own, kind of reverse engineering it based on who's already in. Uh, and so we're going to go through that list of criteria and see how Sublime no Mexicans That's holds up. <laughs> oh my god! Seemingly, um, yeah. I mean, is of the Latino bands I can think of, it's like Santana is obviously oh, in, in yeah. Jerry Garcia, and then beyond that, maybe uh, yeah. That's an interesting question. Um, Los Lobos, as we've talked about, have been nominated. Listen up. I'm going to stand one more time just for Kiko. It's a great album. Get out there yeah. and listen to it and again. That, that song is good, Kiko. That song rules, and that whole album is awesome. All and right. I'll say it, and I've said it, and I'll say it again. I mostly know Los Lobos from, I think it was a critic cutaway gag of he weighed the same amount as the entire band Los Lobos, and it showed him on one side of a scale, a scale. and the band on the other side. Classic comedy. <laughs> It's a deep reference, but he's not afraid to do it. All right. So the the first uh, category is critical acclaim. Now, I... Sublime, critically acclaimed. Now, what what, do we count college newspapers in this? Or like... (laughs) We we think... uh, Always the kind of uh, barometer for this is Rolling Stone. And like, you know, Pitchfork, that kind of world, right? I feel like they're not like super beloved but i also don't think they are dismissed critically so i will i will reference a the behind the music about sublime please Ooh, which i watched yeah, vh1 had up. and i remember this very uh important seeming lady talking about sublime <laughs> I mean, a woman with glasses she surely must have been a critic she had a jacket on uh Ooh. and she said people don't put brad noel up there with kurt cobain yet Ooh. But they will. Exquisite. <laughs> I never forgot Wish. that. That's interesting because that is uh, st- still hasn't happened. <laughs> but I don't know when that's supposed to happen, but we might be in for a long haul. <laughs> yeah. I think especially because Brad Noel died. Isn't I it think Newell? Bradley, Bradley Newell? It's that's a, how I an, always heard it. Well, it's said. an O. It's N-O-W-E-L-L. But I guess I always heard it. Noel? It could either be no- Noel, Noel maybe, is it? Noel, Noel. I, I always yeah. said Noel, but... I'm a Christian. Right, of course. So you're always thinking about Christ himself. Uh, Noel is probably right. At any rate, um, he, I think because he died, the critics were uh, kinder to that band, especially because their seminal album was released posthumously. Oh, yeah. Uh, And that's like their best album. So I think it was in a position where it was given as much credit as it, it could have been. So I, I don't think they're like a by any means a critical darling, but I also don't think it's, you know, they're not Ario Speedwagon, you know, they're they're not a <laughs> <Great> band, band. <laughs> they're not a band that uh, a lot of bands that Sublime influenced are uh, trash critically. Well, and there's I mean there's all sorts of fucked up politics with 
sublime. Like, first of all, there's just the fact that it's a bunch of white dudes singing reggae. Mm -hmm. Co-opting as many cultures as they can. And him, like, he does not... He will sing, like, patois. Like, he'll get into that, like... Bo, bo, bo. <laughs> and it is He's not uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah. yeah, he is not afraid. There is a lot of shit going on. I would say you could really, you could, you could. It's a problematic bingo. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can. <laughs> With a, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Uh, there's a lot to be. Oh, I guess we'll probably move into the next category then. Maybe. Yeah, we'll it? we'll go into oh. classic albums. Classic. So albums. I think that that self-titled. Uh, posthumous release which is the one that has most of the songs you know uh just called sublime is i think you we're, we might be ready as a nation to call it a classic album it's a classic album man. wow so uh that album has uh what does it have on it it has what no, i got santeria it has santeria it has uh let's see Wrong way. Wrong way. It is April 29th, nineteen ninety two. It's got pawn wait, shop it? No, it on doesn't. it, baby. It does. Yeah. Really? It mm-hmm. has. Wait, what? April? Oh yeah. I thought that was forty ounce. No, I think. I, I think there are some that are on both. Am I wrong about I that? They have wrong. two different versions, but the other one's on. Uh, they're like weird B sides collection that I can't remember. Uh, uh, Robin the Hood. No, that was the no, that was the album. No, that was one right before this one. So it goes forty ounces, Robin the Hood, That's and then right. Sublime. And Robin the Hood is not good. No, that was a uh, that was deemed to be a failure. And Forty Ounce, I think, has a uh, of Sublime fans. I think they they really like it, but I don't think I would not put that in. Wow, in like the classic Forty album. Ounce was released in 1992. That is wild. It, does that seem? It just seems so early because I I didn't come to Sublime till much. Till I think a lot of people discover that album after. Like he died, so I think people kind well, of revisited. Yeah. This was like kind of an underground. After what I thing. got became really popular, mm-hmm. and like Santeria started playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Date rape started playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, date rape is from Forty Ounce, yeah, and yes. so is like Smoke Two Joints, yes. Uh, but they did not play that on the radio. I didn't know that. No, song that until. would then, be an yeah. entire bleep. Yeah, but oddly, yeah, date rape it was on the radio oh, yeah. quite a bit. Uh, well, because there's, there's a moral so much, to it. There, yes. Weirdly, I hadn't listened to that song until last night, and I was you pleasant. had never listened to that. I song? hadn't in a while. Okay, so was what, like, excuse me. It's very anti-rape, except very pro-prison rape, which is yeah, that is weird. True. It's like a rape. Well, joke. no, but it's yes. not weird though, because that is like I would that say up with... until recently, it has been really okay to make prison rape jokes in particular That's true. like the it was so okay to just hope that someone gets raped in prison yes. like a, 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 don't drop the soap yeah, yes i saw like, that joke on spongebob they did a don't drop the soap excuse yeah. me also yeah. it would just float there underwater <laughs> <laughs> that's the real problem with that yeah don't drop the soap because it'll float away and you won't be able to get <laughs> it again up. don't drop the soap because actually it's uh it's currently disintegrating because you're in water man <laughs> Uh, uh, but if we, yeah, so I would say that that 95 release, the self-titled, is a classic album. And then if we talk about, like, kind of iconic songs and also recognizable songs, I think there are two iconic songs, Santeria and What I Got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I, I would put up there. Those are songs that still get played and, like, people still know. Yeah. Against all odds. Well, and also, like, living in California has changed my relationship to Sublime mm-hmm. because yeah. they are... 
still there's probably four radio stations that play Sublime a lot here, <laughs> yeah. which is it's that wild. sun is on the California flag now. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah that weird looking sun <laughs> logo, it's like a bug in it yeah. and an yeah. angel. And... Yeah, yeah, they they did replace they replaced they should the bear. Make that the new with... Los Angeles flag. Our flag is whack. It's just a it it looks communist. It's a, our, no, our flag looks like a weird reggae. Have you ever seen the L.A. flag? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you it's meant like the a California weird, flag. Oh yeah, no, I love the California flag. The the bear. the Los Cute Angeles flag is is like a weird cross color shirt from the 90s. <laughs> oh, that's it's, very funny. It's red, yellow, and green, and it um red, gold and green, and they are red, gold, and green, <laughs> and it is um like zigzagged. Okay. Like, and then in the middle is um is like a crest. All right. Um, no flag should have it's zigzags. Really, <laughs> it is weird. It really does look like a cross color shirt from the nineties. It's time. It's time. And it was time made. It was made way before the nineties too. Like they had mm-hmm. no idea that it that was going to look so. Los Angeles, your main problem: yeah. the flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fix that flag, together. and everything else will come into into its place. Okay, sorry. So so then after that, and we've already kind of name checked them, but like, so what I got in Santeria, I would say are iconic. And then like the recognizable songs, like Wrong Way. Yeah. Is... Well, that had a really iconic video too. Yes. Wrong way had a big had a had a music video that was played all the time. Okay. In the early two thousands, like, and it, it just is the story of yes. the bad men with teenage clown masks, prostitute. Oh my god. That that is the subject thing. material. The the subject matter of their stuff is like, oh, it's rough. It's yeah. Rough. Also, that's a song where like. If I, when I think of it in my head, I think of the radio edit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It's, there's, there's so many. It's like, cigarette, press between our lips, but I'm staring at her. It's the wrong <laughs> way. Or like horn honk sound effect. Yeah, horn. I'm staring oh, at her. Whoop! Oh, my gosh. The That's, morning zoo version of it. Right. That song is just, it's like Date Rape, where I think it's trying to be good and then just can't do it because it's saying this is bad but also hey I yeah fuck it's this like i still fuck this 13 year old girl isn't she for is she 13 or 14 i mean it's horrifying it's yeah, yes it's, i think she's 14 and he says i'm an i am only a man but i am so only I, a yeah, man. took yeah. her to the cannon also the yeah. bathroom yeah, to the bathroom yeah, he had to, sex oh with a 14 year old girl Jesus in the bathroom Christ. like this is like an upbeat ska rhythm and the yeah it's supposed to be okay because he's like whoops it's wrong yes i know it's bad Good it's time for me to start oh, listening. I, ugh. Uh, the thing is, I don't know. Just be, it still exists whether we make music about it or not. I guess is the other thing, though. And I, I don't know what the answer is about that. I feel that way sometimes with hip hop music. A lot of times, mm-hmm. I'm like, this still exists. The things that happen still happen, whether we make music about it or not. I'm not. But it, it's it's almost it, almost by the nature of making it a song, even if it's supposed to be against it, it glorifies it. Yeah. Like you just can't help idiots from thinking that it's cool. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. And also, you can't also with songs, you can't expect everyone to hear every lyric <laughs> and like truly uh, to absorb absorb it. It's yeah, true. yeah. Speaking of like another sort of messed up politically song on that album is April 29th, nineteen ninety two. Which is like about the Rodney it's about King the riots. riots. Yeah, but I don't is... remember. Can we play a yeah, little bit? Yeah, for sure. Of that? You would you would recognize the me, like bass I line. recognize all of these songs. It is this is one that I didn't have to do any research on right. or not do research and on and get schooled on. Like a like a lot of Sublime songs, this one starts with an, a lot of noise. Yeah. but I will. <laughs> it probably starts. Will... It starts with like uh, like police sirens and stuff. I think I've it? memorized the actual. Oh, tell us. What... Okay, wait. In order. Oh wait. 
Ed's Jr. Market. This is burned into my brain. Because this also sounds like pawn shop to me. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah. Music. There's that DJ. DJ. <laughs> oh my god, remember when bands, rock bands had DJs? Remember did they, Incubus? Did they start it? Did they were very early to the DJ. Because that, that to me feels like a very 2000s Yeah. Movie, like late 90s, early 2000s. So very influential. Deserves yeah. <laughs> to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, this is about looting. Yeah, I yes. remember this And the song. riots, yeah. yeah. Yes, I thought that was very cool that they would go get guitars. <laughs> they went and got you guitars. You were like, guitars, yes. <laughs> and then they burned down the store. Yeah, that's but right. That song has the line... It was, it's not about the black man or something. It's like. Oh, yeah. It's about rising up. Everyone's rising up. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's Weird. it's for white people, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's white, another like sort of matter. swing at being like compassionate and then just getting it wrong. Their hearts were in the right place. Well, I, like. oh, I think that. Well, I, yeah. I just also think this is like, I think that they, it's like, um, it's a class it's a class thing you know this is like they were poor white drug addicts yeah you know what i mean who mm-hmm. lived in long beach and were just like doing drugs surfing and like committing crimes like yeah, yeah. that that's real that right. existed that's like who they were and i think to them they were like this is my life and my experience it's like i don't know Weird. Yeah, it's like getting beaten by the police. But though. they're not getting right. beaten by the police. It's uh, exactly well. Yeah. That's what I mean. And and oh, it, yeah. Why so... why choose this? Like kind of read the room uh, situation. I think this well, is but pre they, read they, the room. Yeah, there was no <laughs> yeah, room to, to read. They were no, like exactly. they like yeah. they, they had to be the problem for us to know what was problematic. You know? <laughs> yes. and like that's that's the pro argument. Is like they were a white band singing about the Rodney King riots when which a lot of people bands... weren't doing that. Exactly. Yeah. For it's sure. Weird. That's the most diplomatic way to uh, analyze this Truly. particular song. I but also, it's a fucking banger, and I love it. Yeah. Ah. It <laughs> <laughs> I learned to play bass by listening to that album. Boom, I learned to play bud, every song bud. on that album. There sure. is a lot of good bass on that album. Bud Gah, bass player. That's the guy. Yeah, bud Gah. Oh, yeah. I know all their names. I know uh, the dog's names. Oh, because sure. he talks about the dog. Is the dog Randy? Lou Dog. Lou Dog. Oh, my God. Lou yeah. Dog. They got kicked off the, the warp Tour because Lou Dog wouldn't stop biting people. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really funny stories Lou about Lou Dog. Which I think is very funny where they were like, hey, man, uh, did you get your dog in line? <laughs> we're going to have to kick you off the warp Tour. Lou Dog. I think they were also probably insane yeah. party animals. Yes. I'm uh, sure that he just would get like pass out. And then Lou Dog would run around biting people and shitting everywhere. <laughs> oh, what kind of dog was Lou Dog? Is Dalmatian. He... Dalmatian. Oh, they're dumb as hell. Yeah, dumb, excited. They, they are dumb and very excitable and mm-hmm. mean. Yeah, because they got inbred so much. In the 80s when 101 Dalmatians came out, oh. they got inbred so much Ooh. that now Dalmatians are like very Yikes. stupid. They're quite dumb. Uh Okay. <laughs> uh, the the other kind of recognizable sublime songs I can think of are uh, "Doing Time," which is basically just summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's oh, the, that one. Yeah. The, oh, the yeah. Co- it's essentially a cover. But they, he's also he's just dissing. He's having a hard time with his girl. Yeah. Me and my girl, we got, got a relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, and he yeah, nevels out. He gives a little Aaron Neville in there. He does. He nevels <laughs> out. Me and my girl, got a relationship. <laughs> Aaron Neville, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. Uh, no, no, good. Uh, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> what? 
I, I was gonna I was gonna say I think the the Neville brothers they haven't been nominated but I think they've come up in the nominating committee room and also mm-hmm. a band called the Meters which has some of the, I love the Meters has the some meters. of the Nevilles in Tell that band me. the Meters you could argue is like oh, pretty my, wait, sublime wait like, is oh I mean like definitely very sublime music the yeah. Meters the Meters are like a funk New uh, New Orleans band funk band oh, and they've been they've been nominated a few times okay uh, they were nominated last year they should be in the yeah, they should. And I, you know, they they keep coming up enough that I think they, they probably will be. Um, but anyway, what was, oh yeah. So the other, the other songs from uh, Sublime that I think are recognizable, I would throw in Badfish. Oh yeah. Badfish yeah, is a well, real Well, that's like... what I was going to say. Uh, oh, the monitors. That's who I was thinking of. There's mm. a song called Time is Passing, uh, um, Time is Passing By. It's like a soul song from the 60s that okay. is like a hidden gem it rolls look it up time cool. is passing by that's, by the monitors that ain't the meters uh ain't the meters uh but yeah bad, bad fish, fish. Ooh, like which really... is another one that starts with it starts with a party yeah, yeah. <laughs> just people talking that well that is okay, a party wait, like guy it? at the Let's... party with a guitar song like yeah that right. and Wonderwall. Well, this honestly might be one i have to skip 40 minutes in, 40 excuse <laughs> 40 me 40 seconds into well because uh, i remember bad fish was like the thing that once i had already heard the other out al- like that was the one shut that up. I got. I into. never forgot. It starts with someone saying "shut up." Shut oh up. my god! Shut up. shut up! Yeah, this is such a. This is a guy at a party with an acoustic guitar. They did this a lot, like conversation over. Yeah. Just like yeah. In they, forty, on starts with some one. I think saying like, "You're not the only one who needs a fucking snowboard." or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, God! Oh no! <laughs> I just can't believe that this guy is singing reggae music. Yeah. <laughs> really? And, wow. Yeah. And you know they're step the, into. It's a good song. I mean, I <laughs> know. Is. I remember it this song so much. They were contemporary. Wow. The they they're contemporaries uh, in like Southern California, no doubt. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, Saw Red. You ever heard Saw that song? Red? Which Saw Red is Stefani a great song. Is on. Yeah, she kills yeah, yeah. It she's on that so song. good on that song. That's uh, a that great was, song. That was before her kind of breakup. Gosh. Yeah. No doubt is not in the hall. I don't know that they're eligible yet. Okay. Um, but and it'll take soon. It'll take it'll soon. It'll take a few years for them to get in. They might be eligible because they had some like stuff before Tragic Kingdom. I think. Yeah. That was like not. Uh, but that was, you know, the the okay. one that everybody knows. I'm interested to see what happens with them. Someone should come on and talk about them. I'd be yeah. so happy if someone so, wanted to uh, talk about No Doubt. And she's she inducted the police. She did. Yeah, she did. Well, she's uh, she's still out there in the in the mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she. I mean, if by that you mean The Voice. Yeah, <laughs> she was on The Voice. Oh, she's in The Voice. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anymore, but yeah. I mean, she's Mrs. Blake Shelton. Which is one of the least rock and roll moves you can do. <laughs> oh, she's married to Blake Shelton now. Yeah, she's just jumping yeah. from like mediocre ass dude to mediocre ass yeah, dude. Yeah, right. Man, Gavin Rosdale. Ooh. Ooh. Um, she okay? Well, well, there should be a whole episode about no we'll, doubt we'll because I would really Definitely. love to talk about her and like kind of her relationship to men and also mm-hmm. as it relates to her songwriting i have a lot of thoughts for yeah. sure for another episode point. though also some weird politics in there of her being like i'm a japanese girl yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm black yes. now <laughs> yeah there's a lot yeah. going on a lot of appropriation um but of like kind of so there, there's clearly like a lot of songs that still are kind of around and being played for a band that you know 
was over in 1995. Well, and know? I would say for that band too, they Sublime as like laughable as a lot of their shit is like they took some swings. Like they didn't just do reggae songs. Like they would mix it with a lot of different elements. Like DJs. Like there was yeah, that wasn't a thing for sure. I mean, they are definitely, pardon the term, they a fusion like band to yes. blame for Incubus existing. <laughs> like, That's true. Yeah. Incubus definitely listened to Sublime. Mm-hmm. Like, but they they managed to fuse a lot of different genres together in a way that worked that like, it was not that clumsy sublime there could not have been a crazy town <laughs> that is so true <laughs> like, that like really that line is straight like, <laughs> that goes straight from them to yeah well, that, like, oh, that is an a to b what mm. i got is a very catchy song that sucks it is like the worst song yeah it's it's hard to like kind of reconcile uh a lot of some of this stuff it is no different than remember that song who got the hooch <laughs> yeah it's the oh, exact yeah. Same that's song. citizen cope no, 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 that's a no, different no. No. That's... you got the hooch is a band i want to say they're they're called something like, like everything they're called like the hoochsters no everything i think you're right but who's who what did citizen oh citizen Co- and then the bottom drops out that's yeah. citizen yeah. king citizen king citizen, king. citizen cope better is days. that weird sad dude who's... yeah exactly citizen cope was much later like and... everlast oh. but worse um, oh okay so citizen king was Better days. Better days. Everything yeah. was the name of the hooch band, you weird weirdo. <laughs> That's such a hard one to remember because you're like, no way the band is called everything. It's not everything but the girl. It's like, nope, it's it's everything. It's everything. Uh so let's go on to the next category, commercial success. Uh yeah, I mean I think they sold seventeen million albums and, yeah. and counting. And that uh self titled album was so popular that retroactively their records before it went either gold or platinum. I think 40 Ounce went two times platinum Damn. years after it had been released because of the strength of the sales of self-titled. Do you think it's... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like... These white guys singing reggae music, <laughs> making all this money. It's like... <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, there's that's uh, fucked up. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. how many records has Taj Mahal <laughs> Salt. Yeah, or like, like, or even like two from the Mates Halls. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it, it's so weird when we see how consistently, like, if a white person does a genre, that they can make it uh, break out. But yeah, often in a uh, less uh, reputable <laughs> and a in, in a worse way. Yes. Yeah. Um. Almost, you could say the wrong way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, next category is longevity. This is a category where they do not do well. Obviously they were only around for like three years. Uh, so it's not like they were, it's not like you can say they were consistently putting out great albums for, they are still putting out merch with Rome, Rome. That's are you guys not familiar with you're not familiar with Sublime with Rome? Oh, they're touring, yeah. That's what they no I thought you I really was I was like, that's a B fifty two (laughs) song. Um so after so they they were like, We're done after Brad died. Yeah. But later on they were like, Well, we still want to play music and we'll bring find someone from the Philippines who sounds exactly like him. It's not far from that. I mean like it's straight up a dude who was a fan. A guy named Rome. Rome. <laughs> so when they perform, they perform as Sublime with Rome, uh, which makes it, it's like the presumption of like, oh, you know, we've got Rome now. <laughs> like anyone's going to understand what that means. Wow. But I think it is also out of respect. Like this is not Sublime. Yeah. This one, obviously without Brad Noel, it's just not going to be Sublime. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, 
Next up is, I mean, influence innovation. Like we've talked about, I mean, like yeah, there's a straight line, line, straight line to a lot of terrible, a bands. lot of the worst <laughs> bands you could ever think of. Uh, but you know, they also broke down the door for no doubt to yeah. step out. You know, hey, no doubt. I'm telling you, Dispatch would not exist without oh some Guster, <laughs> Guster, Jack no, Johnson. I think that all of that. I don't know. You know that you might be right there. That is, I guess, a tributary. Yes, I think it is. Those guys were all listening to Sublime. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dispatch, OAR, uh, what's the other band that, oh, uh, no, like Widespread Panic, that's not them. No, that's G-Love Love and the Special Sauce. G-Love, there you go. Yeah. That's the one. Mm-hmm. G-Love and the Special Sauce. Oh, boy. Definitely saw <laughs> them in, in college. Oh, <laughs> G-Love? G-Love got in the first year with Chuck Berry. <laughs> What the fun loving well, criminals. Well, G Love is in a, yeah. G Love is in as a solo artist, but the special sauce did not get inducted. <laughs> it's ooh, sorry, up. special sauce. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, once again, snubbed. The Wait, special who, sauce. Did, who did you just talk about? What the fun loving criminals? The fun loving criminals. What the was only band brave enough to put yeah, Reservoir was, Dogs quotes in their song. What was <laughs> no! their song? Fun loving criminals was the name of the song. How did it go? Listen up, punks! It's the fun loving. <laughs> <laughs> This really sounds like you're... Our name is Fun Loving Criminals, and we're here, we're to, here say, to say... We like crime fun in a fun in a criminal way. way. No. Wait, really? I can I can pull it up if you want. Scooby Snacks. Oh, yeah, that's Scooby right. Scooby Snacks. Okay. I was like, I know yeah. that their song was not Fun Called Loving the... Criminals. Okay. wasn't their self-titled song. So influence, I think, is there. It is, and it's... It's bad. You know. It's it's actually a count against them that they influence so many people. Yeah. I, in my oh, opinion, boy. it really right? does. It counts against them. They, they made music worse for having existed. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final category is, does my mom know them? Does your mom know Sublime? I think if I said, do you know Sublime, she would say, maybe. And then if I played her What I Got or Santa Rhea, she'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, for sure. I know. I know who this band is. 10 out of 10, Jackie McFedries, my mother knows who Sublime is. Oh, wow. For wow. sure. Because they get played on XRT. She listens to this mm-hmm. adult contemporary alternative radio station that plays like, they, I'm sure they've been played on XRT. My mom totally mm-hmm. knows. And also. They get played on the radio a lot. Again, it's and just And they get like, played they on the radio a lot. Doesn't even have to be an alt, alt station. What I Got, yeah. They were, yeah. And my mom listened to like Q101, which was the alternative, like K Rock of mm-hmm. Chicago mm-hmm. when we were growing up. And, and your so. mom famously loved punitive prison rape, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, he got what he deserved. <laughs> He'll get also, plenty of footlongs where he's like, going. Yeah. She's like, I understand what the moral of the date rape story is. <laughs> it resonates with me as yeah. a satire on the. <laughs> Colin, do you, the, think, do you think your mom knows who Sublime is? Yes, because of me. Okay, right. Yeah, because of your obsession at a young age. All right, so let's let's go uh, one by one and deliver our verdict. Do we right. think, should they get in? Will they get in? And if so, when? We'll start should with Should they get in? No. Will they get in? No. If they ever got in, they will not get in. But if they, they just won't. I don't think mm-hmm. that they will. If they did... I don't know. Maybe they if they made a documentary about them and something happened, or like if I don't know, they unearthed new songs that yeah. were very woke. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if if Kid Cudi did a remix of Bad Fish or something. Like I don't know in what world they would get in. So I don't think so. Okay, Colin, look, <laughs> <laughs> they are extremely fucked up uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of like cultural appropriation shit but you can put together a like 
a playlist that's really good. Like I, mm-hmm. I think they were very listenable. They, yes, very listenable. Uh, there was a guy. Yeah. I can't remember oh, the his Hall name. of Fame, notoriously listenable. <laughs> oh, you're just looking for the most listenable bands to get into the Hall of Fame. Look, they're not gonna get into the Hall of Fame. There but we I'm go. Here to that's argue what that I was they looking Should for. be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Very <laughs> good. Right. Uh, they, I, they brought some creativity. It's like fucking bangers, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, also, just there weren't people writing songs. It was like the Beach Boys. This is like a real life version of the Beach Boys. And the if the Be- Beach Boys can be in the fucking Hall of Fame, why can't someone who's good at their instruments be in the Hall of Fame? Whoa! Wow. Shots fired <laughs> at the like Beach Twitter Boys. Shit going on yeah, yeah all of our fans. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we've got many. Uh, the Beach Boys, like Pet Sounds, is fine. But they're it's like, oh, let's all go hang at the beach and look at my car. It's like, yeah, it's like worthless that's, music. That's, yeah, like let's all go save a fourteen-year-old girl from being raped by other people they have by having other sex songs. with her. <laughs> well, that was—I mean—that there is some lyrical complexity where they're like, we hang out and party and do drugs, but also I'm sad a lot. And there's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Anyway, I like them. They should not be in the Hall of Fame. They will not be in the Hall of Fame. But. Okay. They deserve to be around. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. They. I mean, I. They, you don't have to erase them yeah, from history. I don't think yes. they should be erased. A ringing endorsement. <laughs> um, yeah. I. I. I don't know that they should be. I don't think that they should be. Although I get the case for because when you have a lot of hits, like and hits that stick around. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think about the fact that like, who would have thought that Sublime would have withstood the test of time better than the Dave Matthews Band? Yes. That is a real wow. Because, like, do you really hear Dave Matthews Band songs the way you hear Sublime songs? No, but no. would I rather hear... What would you rather hear? Ants Marching or What I Got? What I oh, Got. Ants Marching is an infuriating song. Okay. Yeah, isn't uh, Ants Marching also about, like, look at all these people going to their jobs? Look at these yeah. idiots Dave who don't cool. have a job playing guitar next to a muscular fiddle man. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, um, but, yeah, I think about that, and I think there is merit to the fact that their songs have withstood the test of time. I don't know if I think they should be in the hall. I think probably not. I don't think they would get in, but I could, if it happened, it would have to be like, they just became eligible last year. So they could have been on the ballot Mm. for the 2018 ceremony. Wow. Um, A thing you said last night that really stuck with me is that you think Jimmy Buffett. I love you, Cullen. (laughs) Yes. I love you. Run away from your wife. Uh, You think Jimmy Buffett could get in the hall one day. I could see it happening. And if that happens, Sublime definitely deserves to be in the hall. That opens the tributary for Sublime (laughs) and for a lot of bad shit. (laughs) Jimmy Buffett is like, uh, Jimmy Buffett being on the ballot is my nightmare scenario. Yes. Because I think he would get in. Is the dam holding Mm -hmm. back a lot of terrible shit right now. Because he's like he's like weirdly respected by some of those boomer uh, generation musicians and, and people. Uh, I almost don't want to get into it because I will. <laughs> no, like, I know. Start and I, I've told the story about the guy who played Jimmy Buffett on the cruise ship. The, yes. Yes. So. Oh boy. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, so they're the they're the canary, or he's the canary in the coal mine of Joe hating the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, like it would be. There's some, and we're gonna get into this as we. Uh, this Next, is part of our new uh, streamlined podcast. Is Joe plans things kind of planning that he segments to rant stuff. about <laughs> as we get as we get closer to the nominees for next year being announced, which is going to be in a little over a month. We're going to start to get into some uh, some things that have to do with that, like my nightmare ballot scenarios and that, <laughs> yeah. and that kind of thing. Also, uh, I do want you maybe after the break tell the fans about your dream. 
Oh yes, for sure. That's a good thing. We'll put a pin in that. Um, I think uh, I think if they got in, it wouldn't be for another like twenty five years. I think it would take like a long time, yeah. and it would have to be like our generation are like in their yeah, or much old. older. Like when we're a bunch of daddies. Yeah, when when dad out, rock is sublime, the... that's the only way I could see that's it happen. No, let's say they do get inducted though. Let's say for like out of nowhere they get inducted next year. Um, <laughs> who inducts them? Who gives the speech before they come out? That's saying like sublime is great. Uh, Rome. <laughs> could it be rome i think stefani is like a, a yeah, great, stefani yeah, a great is a slam dunk in my opinion yeah that's like the most famous like a person who worked with them a person who was their contemporary and a person who yeah. became very famous or like lou dog's son <laughs> the litter puppy dog someone who came from lou dog's litter lou puppy comes out um and then like uh, some of the people were saying before like and it's not exciting, but like I, Jack Johnson and like uh, yeah. people oh, who uh, this is why he they can't get in. <laughs> right, they really I'm did saying. ruin. This is... <laughs> uh, oh, you boy. know what? I think I hate someone. Wow. <laughs> All right, we did it. Um, but there, there, there's not a ton of choices that stick out. Stefani seems like a good one. Uh, any other thoughts for? Who could induct them? No, Elton I'd really John. rather not keep thinking about it if I'm being honest. Uh, there's, there are basically only three members of the band uh, for their entire run. So those are the dudes who get. Oh, and inducted. there's one guy who secretly recorded all the guitar solos, which right. is what? very funny to me. Yeah. Would he get into? No. It, no. W- it would basically be like the three official members of the band, I think, are the ones who get in, which is Brad, Bud, and. Uh, oh, Eric Wilson? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um,. And then maybe the dog. Yeah. <laughs> the dog. Dog is, he's like the guy he's in their Mighty Boston. Mighty Boston. Yeah, yeah, he's their Boston. He's That's that who band. he is. All right. And, and so, so they're getting inducted and usually the inductees play three songs at the induction ceremony. What songs do they play? Oh, God. I think it's pretty clear they play What I Got. They, I mean, like, it's a tribute performance, obviously. Yeah. It's with Rome, probably. Maybe Gwen <laughs> Stefani is playing yeah. with them. Or the hologram. Uh, yes. Or you, you throw down a disc, press a button. They're already into holograms, the Santeria video had like the Yoda end of Star Wars ghost of Brad Noel playing in the sky. What? Yeah. I don't know about this, oh, but wow. we will we'll link to that on our, our Twitter. Um yeah, I think obviously what I got in Santeria are like slam dunks. Um Yeah, there's the third one is maybe Badfish. Yeah, that's pretty that's But Badfish and what I got are they've got that same true. vibe. Right? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think the third most popular one is probably Wrong Way, but yeah, you can, and play I, can you play that one now? I don't know. Maybe if you get a woman to sing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get, you get <laughs> like, Gwen to sing it? There's really, that's She reverses that's the, like, yeah. he's staring at my tits. It's the yeah, wrong way. Exactly. I'm staring at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong way. That's funny that Rome has to sing all this fucked up shit that yeah. someone else wrote. Yeah. He has, his, his arms are tied. Uh, yeah, I think that would, yeah, if you can gender reverse it, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good set. But you know, Badfish would also be Bad good. Badfish is a uh, doing time would pro- would be good, especially because it's like yeah. it kind of uh, it's tipping a cap to older music, and that's sometimes yeah. what they do when they perform. Yeah, uh, those songs. So that's a that's not a bad uh, set list that we will never well, see or hear at the <laughs> at the induction ceremony. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I hope you had a nice break. Um, <laughs> as was uh, teased, I feel like the first thing we got to do is listen to Scooby Snacks. Uh, do we tease that? I forget. This we teased that. No, no, we teased. What do we? We teased Your my dream. dream. I'll talk about my dream very. Don't be a dream tease. Very briefly. I, I hate to dream tease. Um, 
I, I wish I could say it's my first dream about the hall, but it's not. I will tell you that I woke up and Joe had texted me saying, it's that time of year. I've had a, I've had a dream about the hall. Specifically about the, the nominees. Induction. The nominee announcement. Because oh, yeah, yeah. the nominee announcement is, if you follow the hall, like the most suspenseful thing because you don't know what they're going to they're going to release 19 or 20 artists and you don't know you have no fucking clue who it's going to be uh and sometimes they really fuck it up uh before you get into this is yeah. it a dream or a nightmare uh it well it was a little bit of both okay. yeah because the so i had i was in some some scenario where i was announcing the nominees to <laughs> a lot of people including Kristen. Uh, <laughs> i was there and it With was bated breath it, there were a lot nominated. of names of like super old like rock groups like from like the 50s that I didn't I had never heard of where the I was Commodores. like where I was like oh, the Commodores are from I would the love 70s. it if the Commodores yeah. were on the <laughs> on the ballot um but it was like you know J- Jimmy Lewis and his special boys <laughs> you know, like a bunch of groups that you know they, they I had made them up in my head yeah. weirdly Bauhaus was on <laughs> was on uh the list I thought that was weird also, uh, Bad Company and Foreigner were on, and I was, oh. and everybody was like really bummed when I was uh, reading off those <laughs> names, because uh, those are those are uh, if those appear on the ballot, you know they're going to get inducted, and it's kind of boring. Bad Company. Um, but also, I was like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have I have an exciting one to announce: Liz Fair. <laughs> you said it like that, <laughs> and everyone went nuts, and everyone was really happy, <laughs> and that was the extent of my dream. Is I was a reading nice the world that dream is. I yeah. also can cop to the fact that I have now had a haul related dream that i texted joe about where i had a dream that john bon jovi's kids were making fun of him uh i don't know i was sitting in an audience with john bon jovi his kids were making fun of him and he turned around and tom petty was in the row behind him and he turned to tom petty and uh tom petty said hi to him and then john bon jovi's kids were like oh i guess you're cool now if tom petty likes you weird and, and then I he was like that my that... kids are real bad they deserve yeah. to go to john bon jovi <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, right. get it let's hear that scooby we'll snacks scooby snacks by fun loving criminals, criminals. <laughs> all right what is oh are they on the run though they're on the run with the scooby snacks i think is what it is they're running around oh wait really yes yes this is a pulp fiction it's a pulp fiction <laughs> oh, yeah oh my god like if Napster was a band. <laughs> I mean, all right. What's the How, chorus of this? Should I try to jump? Yeah. Let's get to the chorus. This music sounds like Vince Vaughn's name is in the credits of a movie. <laughs> like, oh yeah, running around, robbing banks, all whacked on the Scooby Snacks. Yeah, it's it. about being high and robbing banks. This is an A to B for fucking. It's about- Hey, having we're fun sublime. we're done listening to this <laughs> thank you for that god that i just didn't remember what it was it was that was on the radio yes oh directly influenced by sublime why um so another thing i want uh, i would like to do is uh our podcast is now in the, in the position where we have a shadowy informer So we have someone from the inside. Uh, this is real. A, a rock, a rock and roll hall of fame insider. Oh my god! Who kind of knows some th- some things about the process and wanted to dispel some rumors. So I'm going to read a statement from our shadowy informant. Uh, this is Q&A. We got to come up with a name for the shadowy informant. I'll, I know I'll, our version I'll, of Deep Throat. Yeah, I'll put it Deep Purple Throat. Gross. <laughs> well, there it is. Deep Purple Throat. Here's our Deep Purple Throat. <laughs> what a nightmare. Why did 
I say it? Well, you oh, had to. Yeah. You know, we didn't have a lot of time to yeah. really think about it. We should have done it over the break, and we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. All right, I here didn't we go. Know this was coming. I'm excited. Most conspiracy theories are not true. Jan oh, Wenner. You're, you're quoting from. Yes, I'm quoting Deep directly Throat. from Deep Purple Throat. Uh, <laughs> most conspiracy theories aren't true. Jan Wenner, or no single person, decides who gets in. Who gets in really is just based on people voting, as opposed to shadowy behind the scenes stuff. The Hall of Fame actively tries to recruit more diverse voters, and it is actually a pretty democratic process. Hmm. So the idea of like Radiohead getting votes and there being some sort of deal to defer their induction is not true. Really? It's, You're positive? This person knows? From what I understand, this is a, a well-informed... I mean, they're called an informant, so they're well-informed. Uh, and yeah, it's... the n Nobody can... You know, people can push for an artist, but it's a process. But do of, we know who the voters are? We uh, we have an idea. Like anyone who's been inducted is a voter. So what? There's two stages of voting. There's like the nominating committee, which is like about thirty or forty industry the experts. Yes. Um. They we know Deep who they are. Throat. We we know who they are, and they vote for the nominees, and then the nominee list goes to like about a thousand voters, which we do obviously don't know every single voter um, in that voting body. And then they vote for who's inducted. So there you go. Dispelling rumors, perhaps, or perhaps it's boring. Um, <laughs> the next thing I, I would like to talk about is something... Yeah, yeah, so this is a false flag, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that we had talked about uh, previously, which is one of the more high-profile uh, articles about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame recently was on Vulture, uh, a, a writer named Bill Wyman, not to be confused with the bass player from the Rolling Stones, uh, which I know both of you guys were like, yeah, you mean, like, oh, yeah. you mean Bill Wyman from the Rolling Stones? Yeah. There's a, a music writer named Bill Wyman. He ranked all the everyone who's ever been inducted. Yeah, 215 he artists. He put Queen in the bottom 20. He put yeah Whoa. because, because of because of I don't even remember he, why he, for some nonsense reason, and it had nothing to do with the fact that they're leaving AIDS out of the Freddie Mercury movie. It was it, it it was the fact that they when they did the tribute performance to Freddie Mercury where they had a bunch of people like George Michael and Elton John singing uh, that no one like was no wearing one mentioned a pride AIDS. flag no one mentioned AIDS so but wait, it was, this is based on the nominees or is it based on so this is every these are people these are artists who are inducted uh, and he ranked all of them and he had some weird uh, ranking the artists not the inductions because that seems no, no, fucked no, no, up no. to be like yeah, no no no, no. I, so this wasn't the induction again. though this was like right after Freddie Mercury had passed mm -hmm. there was like a huge event uh, in his honor but like you cannot give Queen you can't put that on queen exactly it's like no. saying like this like, guy sucks uh, someone farted at his funeral so he's, he's yeah. off the list right well i mean i think the idea was that queen the band could have said something but i mean uh, while that may be true there are i mean chuck berry had cameras in the women's bathrooms at his restaurants you know what i mean and like that didn't seem to dock him any points jimmy page had like a 14 year old sex slave like there are so many fucked up stories that if you take into account, then you can't listen yeah, to rock and, and roll like, anymore. Oh, well, I mean, it's not Jimmy Page's fault. He is only a man. Yeah, and he, you know, <laughs> he does it's what he can. Way. It's the wrong way. It's the wrong way, but he knows it's the wrong. way. Oh my god, way. that song was about Jimmy Page. <laughs> that song was about Jimmy Page. I think we just uncovered the truth. All right. Put him in the hall. Wait, but uh, and again, can I just say too that I think that that is particularly insidious because this is a marginalized culture that you're like making this fucking blanket statement about as an excuse to put him in the put them in the bottom twenty, and I think that's bullshit, and I don't 
don't like it. Yeah, it's weird. You can you can find any reason to dock an artist's points, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start from the bottom and just kind of read them up. I guess if at a certain point you want to stop, but I'm going to kind of just like blaze through them. So at the very bottom, very well, we're funny. not going to get to one. Are we, we going to no. go two fifteen I mean, down? I okay. mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So at the very bottom, Bon Jovi, Queen, Journey. Wait, Queen was second, second to, to last. last. Putting Journey above Queen hurts that. my brain. It's it's like a statement, and it's I hate it's, it. So it's in, it's enraging. You know, what? And it's it, to get people to click on the article. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. It's like here's the, the band's ranked. You won't believe where Queen falls. <laughs> God. Bon Jovi, Queen, Journey, Chicago, Rush, Kiss, The Moody Blues, N.W.A., Joan Jett, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, ABBA, George Harrison, Deep Purple, The Paul Butterfield Blues Band, Jeff Beck, Holland Oates, Percy Sledge, Dr. John, Little Anthony and the Imperials, Gene Pitney, Bill Withers, Green Day, Cat Stevens, Buddy Guy, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Bobby Darren, The Love and Spoonful, Donovan, John Mellencamp, Billy Joel, Ricky Nelson, The Dells, Bonnie Raitt, Dave Clark Five, Solomon Burke, The Moon Glows. What out. number? Are, he put The Moon Glows <laughs> at what number? At 179. Above. Are you reading this whole list? Yeah, I mean, Wait, I might. No, <laughs> crazy. don't do that. You don't need to do that to little us. Little Vinny and the Poparinos. What was that one? Wait, band? The <laughs> little Moon Anthony and the Imperials. Yeah, <laughs> Little Vinny and the Poparinos. <laughs> We talked about the moon glows on the last one because they mm-hmm. were on. They got inducted in two thousand, then, right? Correct. Yeah. Oh God, now I. And know they're like that. a doo wop band. Yeah. What was their song? Uh, they uh, Ten Commandments of Love, and sure. a song called Desire, I believe. What? Um. Yeah. Because that I remember when James and I were trying to figure out. I was like, "There's no way the moon glows are on there." I don't it's even know what most, that is. Most of all, sincerely, not desire. It's called sincerely. Ten commandments of love, and most of all, man, you know, up in glows. heaven right now, little Anthony is jamming with <laughs> the Poparinos. John McCain, John McCain, <laughs> and the Poparinos, Poparinos, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, Mozart. Uh, and he, uh, I'm going to see what he has to say about the moon glows. Yeah, and. Uh, just like all of this relative to Queen is what makes me yes. mad. Very like, cool R&B doo-wop ensemble led by Harvey Fuqua, Definite Presence, Ten Commandments of Love. Still a minor outfit. What? Yeah. Uh, any other names of, of the ones that I've read that you'd uh, that are curious in their placement? Do you want to know who Little Anthony and the Imperials are? Not really. Okay, that's <laughs> Wait, fine. What did they sing? Little Anthony and the Imperials. I've heard of them. I think they had a song like, help, I'm stuck in this bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> this is a very little man. Right? I'm very tiny. Get me out of this pocket. I didn't think <laughs> it would be A bird just deep. picked me up. Uh, their song, Tears on My Pillow, is there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> tears on my pillow, pain in my heart caused by you. That's Because I'm tiny and I want to be big. <laughs> I live in a pillow. <laughs> pain in my heart caused by you, big person. <laughs> like, yep. You, my parents. So those, all those artists I named are, there's 178 artists above them. So like they're at the bottom. That is wild. I mean, I take it as a personal affront that John Mellencamp is so close to the bottom. Mm-hmm. He is uh, the Bruce Springsteen of the Midwest. I've said that before <laughs> and I continue to believe it. Yeah. And I don't think he sucks. I think he's pretty, doesn't suck. I don't think he's like, top 50 material but put him in the middle yeah well he it, wyman had a lot to say about mellencamp oh i'm uh, sure he hates him this well-meaning beautiful hair likable in his own way humble artist is a perfect example of the double standard of the hall 
you could just about hear the pompous pronouncements from someone in the nominating room. John Mellencamp certainly deserves to be in the Rockwell Hall of Fame. And why not? He's earnest, writes some decent songs, and is properly respectful of his elders. Earnest. <laughs> but still, how rock and roll is that? And again, I like him. But boy, you can see the point of those who think he's a chowder head. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Which Bill I have to agree with in those uh, who know that virtually everything in his Working Man's Playbook is Springsteen Light, which I wholly agree with. And in any case, is decent the standard. Uh, this is a weird uh, line in the sand to draw. Bob Seger has literally written a dozen songs better than anything Mellencamp has come up with. Agreed. And, and Rock would not be different if Mellencamp had never been born. Also Whoa, agreed. Except that no one would be, be sucking Mellen... on chili dogs. If yeah, sucking on chili cruise. dogs. No, I I don't know. I just have like a soft spot in a spot soft in my spart. heart. Soft I got a soft spot in my heart. List. In my heart for um, Mellencamp. I think just because of growing up in the Midwest, and also mm -hmm. because I lived in Tennessee when. Um, that song uh, about nostalgia, his glory days, if you will. Small town? Uh, no. Uh, that's when a smoke was smoke and groove. Oh, was yeah. That's cherry bomb? Everything. Yeah, cherry bomb. When that song came out, it's it so featured... funny the idea that there would be one song about small town nostalgia by John <laughs> Mellencamp when that's what they all are. <laughs> yeah, but that song. Um, that video came out. I lived in Tennessee, and it was a really big deal because it was an interracial couple slow dancing um, in the music video. And it was like a mm -hmm. really big deal in the, the town in Tennessee where I lived in. But what was weird is they kept uh, cutting to shots of John Mellencamp with his arms folded, shaking his head. <laughs> Isn't that weird? He's that the they... villain of his music. <laughs> and I assume all these bands talked about AIDS at their induction ceremony. And oh, that's yeah. why they're in front of and fucking that's why queen. In front of queen. Yeah, right. Because they all prominently talked about AIDS a and lot. And how dare you put the Moody Blues above Queen? Ugh. I'm angry. How are mm -hmm. they even in there? <laughs> Yeah, right. This is a, an oft-discussed uh, topic. Nights and White yeah. Satin. All right. They just got in this last year. Which, wait, is Nights and White Satin about the Ku Klux Klan? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No. It sounds like it would be. Uh, it's Nights no, with an it's N. it's Nights with an N. Not a, oh. K, not a K N. It's okay. about it's about like getting high and, and having fucking sex in, for a long time. And with the nice, like, nice it's sheets. Like, it's like, yeah, having sex on Quaaludes, I think. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to do my alt-right parody. <laughs> yeah, could you please? Oh, my God. All right, we ready for the next chunk? <laughs> sure. Why not? I feel like this is riveting. Uh, so we, we left off of the Moon Glows. Alice Cooper, Buffalo Springfield, Metallica, Steve Miller Band, Del Shannon, Genesis, The Doors, The Ventures. Steve Miller Band? What does he say about Steve Miller Band? Okay, so with old Stevie Miller. And I guess Steve Miller was not inducted with his band, but... Uh, Miller was a formidable guitarist in the early days of the San Francisco scene. By the mid-70s, had established a rep with some groovy songs and one <laughs> classic sliceo-sonic pop psychedelia, Fly Like an Eagle, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, he became a consistent pop hitmaker with some silly songs. Uh, Man, that's another, that's a bit, a lot of songs about Robin places. Take the money and run. That's mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. A lot of. Yeah. A lot of Bonnie and Clyde type stuff in the rock and roll. It's rock and roll. Oover. It's attitude, baby. Yeah, I get it. All I right. get it. So The Ventures, Guns N' Roses, Clyde McFadder, Van Halen. Who the hell is Clyde McFadder so, and why is he better than Queen? Clyde McFadder is like early, early soul. He got inducted the second year. Because mm. he's, he's just like one of those foundational guys from like the 50s. He was also in The Drifters. He was the first guy to get inducted twice. 
what is a song by Clive some, McFadden? Want to hear some Clive? Like, Joe's not reading this. He's just saying this. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding my fingers to my temples. Uh, <laughs> no, he was. It. He did say all that stuff about Clive, Clive McFadden, yes. though, off off the dome. Um, Clyde, his songs, we have a, a Lover's Question or Treasure of Love. Which one do you want to hear? A Lover's Question. Okay, great. Let's, uh, let's throw that on. Oh, this has got a great bass line. You should learn how to play this. I yeah. I think Sublime was influenced by Clyde McFadder. <laughs> right this in. is great. I actually like this. This is really lot. nice. I yeah. love this. It's hard not to laugh at boom, 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 boom. Yeah, right. Because it's such an antiquated thing. But like... No, this is yeah, great. This is yeah, it, and I like, like it. it was... I don't hate He was this doing this stuff like early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's like a... He's a foundational guy. All right. Good job. All right, Clyde. Clyde. But he's... I mean, he's ranked pretty low. Yeah. Like we're still like in the in the second half. It's just you know? when you say that all of these bands are above Queen, it's just really hard to. Mm-hmm. We almost have to like forget that because that was like clearly a statement. Yeah, yeah. That he was making and like maybe something the editor pushed so that people would like want to like be it. upset about it. Uh, well, it's working. It worked. <laughs> uh, the OJ's, the Righteous Brothers, Darlene Love, Bobby Blue Bland. Brenda Lee, Bobby Blue Bland. He's come that up was before. who? Yeah, who was Bob what, what friend loves, of ours? Bob Merlis loves Blue Bland. He and has like he written the liner is the one who like... pushed for that. So see, that's why I wonder about Deep Purple. I'm like, you know, Deep Purple Throat. Yeah, like that's why I wonder about. <laughs> I'm just gonna call them Deep Purple from now on. That's why yeah. I wonder because, like, you know, we also have on on record on the air. Bob Merlis saying he personally pushed and he's the reason that Bobby Blue Bland is in the Did he HOF. Say that? He said that. Well, I think what he said was he made a good case for them. Yeah. But I, I think the point is that you can make a good case, but if they don't get the votes, they don't get it. You know what I mean? They got to get the votes. I think there's there's kind of theories that like, well. This is a time for all the Hamilton heads out there to really get excited. I don't know what that means. There's a whole song in Hamilton about how y- you don't have the votes. It's basically oh, okay. there's a whole song in Hamilton. Mm. It's a big, it's a big one. Uh, and you know what? And most other people would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I want you to know that. Can I go back to reading my list? <laughs> anyway, Tiny Walter. Uh... Yeah, yeah, exactly. The uh, Brenda Lee, Isaac Hayes, The Faces, Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, The Mamas. And I knew that one would make you laugh. <laughs> Always. That that's one you definitely know because yeah, why do fools that. fall in love? Yeah. Uh, I can't, I still can't believe that's a boy. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's the original little Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> the little teenagers. Uh, and of course, if you have little Anthony, you have to have. The Mamas and the Papas to look after. Him. <laughs> uh, Mamas and the Papas, Electric Light Orchestra, Richie Valens, the Flamingos. They must be recent. They are. They. Yeah. I, I was like when I when I saw you in New York uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. I almost they went were, to that. They were being inducted. You yeah. almost went to the. Yes, I can't remember why I didn't. If the tickets had been easier yes. to get, maybe. But it was you like we were struggling. You weren't interested in standing around the Barclays Center no. just trying to tweet at random Pearl Jam fans. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go at two p.m. and you know a wheel and deal for five hours <laughs> and you were like not into it no, you weren't you. up for I that it was in the middle of winter also it wasn't warm <laughs> but it was april so uh, you know it was comfortable okay uh the flamingos aerosmith four seasons earth wind and fire john lee hooker jimmy cliff 
Dion, Gene Vincent, Nina Simone, Isley Brothers, Martha and the Vandellas, Linda Ronstadt, Black Sabbath, Lloyd Price, Joan, Joan Baez. Hey, can we go to Linda Ronstadt for a second, though? Because yes, I sure. had mentioned on the last episode with James that I embarrassingly know so little mm-hmm. about Linda Ronstadt other than her name. Yes. Would you like to hear some Linda Ronstadt? Yeah. What's uh, like her jam? She is... Do you like know anything the, about Linda Ronstadt? I know she's important. Could you uh, name a song? Yeah, there you I go. I think of her as like Rhinestone Country. Is that correct? Yeah, that's what I think of her as well. So she's one of the great singers of all time. And she did not write her own songs, but she's the type of person who could make a hit out of a song. Mm. Yeah. Like she sang Desperado and made it a hit for the Eagles. So then that their version was able to become like classic. She and we were talking about Warren Zevon last week, and she did that kind of with Warren Zevon. Did so is her, Patsy Klein in the hall? Patsy Klein is not in the hall. But Linda you could, Ronstadt is. You could make a case is. for Patsy, okay, especially I'm, because of Linda. But I think partially Dolly is not. I. Now that's fucked up. I think Linda's in because she was. She was. I mean, she was a little bit country, but she was a <laughs> lot rock and roll, especially because of the people she worked with. Like she worked okay. with Zevon and the Eagles and Randy Newman. And uh, do you want to hear? Uh, you probably have heard You're No Good, is my guess. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I do so know that song. that's Linda Ronstadt. You're no good, you're no good, uh, you're no She good. also had her, her version of no Blue Bayou good. is definitive. Would you like to hear that? Sure. Did she play any instruments? No. Some would say her main instrument was the human voice. <laughs> you are. I wouldn't say that. I would never say that. It's disrespectful <laughs> to people who play real instruments. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit. Oh yes, I've definitely, yeah. definitely heard this. Um, Not gonna argue with this one. No, I love it. This yeah. is uh, nice. She has a good version of Heat Wave, which is like a Motown oh, song. Oh, hit me with the heat. I know Heat Wave. Right. Oh, this is her version? Yeah. I do know this one as well. All right. Uh, she's a good version of One Will I Be Loved, which maybe is the definitive version. This, yes, yes. This song's really good. This song. this song rules. <laughs> wow. You know what, Linda? I'm here for you, girl. I don't think you're better than Queen, but I do like you. Yeah, this song rocks. It's really good. But it also countries as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then different drum, you might know. Yes. Yeah, I know this song. This song is so fantastic. This was written by a monkey. This was written by Mike It Nesbitt. sounds like it was. And they wouldn't let you thought you <laughs> Yes, I was picturing a song right <laughs> by a chimp. A chimp just... They did that thing with the typewriters, yeah. and then <laughs> this happened. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but because the the people who, uh, like, represented the monkeys, like, did not respect them, in the sense of, like, they're like, you're actors, you're not a real group, and Mike Nesmith was like, I wrote this song, and they were like, no, you didn't, <laughs> you stupid-ass monkey, dance for us, <laughs> um, and then so he, d- he gave the Linda Ronstadt, and she she made it a hit. What number is she in the... Um... Linda is 145. What does he have to say about her? Old. He, he probably, he constantly gets mad at people for not writing their own songs, which we know is like not, does not really matter. Elvis. Uh, he, he, he's, he seemingly forget, he seems to f- conveniently <laughs> forget when it's Elvis's this turn. This 
list leaving aside bunk. the undeniable voice i don't know how well the beloved ronstadt's work has aged weird after wow in- except that i just heard four of her songs in a row and went yes yes yeah, that- and then i went yas you sure did you threw your hands up in the air yes uh, after an organic beginning she hooked up with producer peter asher whose highly effective pop sheen sold a lot of records excuse me and along with the similarly antiseptic work of producers on the eagles the doobies super tramp and others helped to systematically denature a good chunk of the music and pop radio during this time man she was an like able song interpreter on some obvious covers and once in a while did something unexpected Whoa, what a piece of shit burn. <laughs> i hate saying that because uh this guy has been uh, personally very nice to me the, uh, <laughs> and he listened to our podcast as he was writing this oh. but uh like you mean I, I'm happy to I'm happy to rib his ass, and I'm gonna let <laughs> yeah. him know. Let him know. Got to get out there and tell him what's what. Well, that, I think that's a good that's a good. Uh, where did we get to one? We got to one forty five. Out of how many? Two hundred and fifteen. So pretty good chunk we, that we just listened. We we, we, just we plowed through pretty pretty. Who's one forty four? Black Sabbath. Can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, which I, which I maybe had said. I, I love think. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is awesome. I mean, Black Sabbath should be in the top one hundred. Yes, I yeah. think easily. Um, he's yeah. Like we were talking, they don't like metal. Really, I'm interested to when we get to the top 100, be like, like who would we swap out at some point? You know, I'm right. intrigued. Well, it's gonna get, it's gonna change. We're gonna be like, why are they so low? And it's gonna be like, why are they so high? Yeah. You know. All right. Well, we'll put it. We'll put a pin in it. Uh, at that point, and then we'll we will get through this. Uh, if you're listening and you're like, please stop doing this, uh, let us know at uh, yeah. rockhallpod at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account now, at rockhallpod. Uh, so Good content on the on the tweets. I really, I don't. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> I don't do much on Twitter as if you follow me, you can tell that. But I, whenever I log into Twitter, it's always in the top of my, in case you missed it. If you want them to stop reading the list, just tweet the YouTube link to Fun Love and Criminals <laughs> Scooby, <laughs> Scooby Snacks, Snacks as a way yeah. of showing your disapproval. Vote with your tweets, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, Cullen, where can we find you on, on Twitter? I am at Hello Cullen. A great follow. No Lots of good jokes. Lots of great Hello jokes. Cullen. That's mm-hmm. that's my website is Hello Kristen. We'll talk about it in a second, but that's well, fun. I'm suing you. <laughs> uh, is, there, is there anything you want to plug, Cullen? No. Okay, great. Yeah, so just follow Cullen. On like t- me as a person. <laughs> Cullen's oh, yeah. got a truly great Twitter. You know what? I'd like to plug these deep emotional holes. Uh- <laughs> I want to say uh, guitars, everyone. Buy them. Play great them. to have, great to look at. <laughs> Listen and love. <laughs> Kristen, where can we find you online? Do you have anything to plug? I am at K-Stud across all platforms. My website is hellokristen.com. I still don't mention our podcast on it, but maybe one oh. day I will update it <laughs> to do that. I also want to give a shout out to Lindsay Whiting. A uh, big thank you for our first merchandise, <laughs> our first haul-related merch. She, for my birthday, sent me temporary tattoos that say induct the divas on them and they have little crowns and we will we'll post pictures of those on the twitter yeah as well. and maybe if you send us an email requesting one i'll send you one yeah yeah do it do if it if you up. want an Please induct the divas temporary tattoo i will send you one i'm wearing uh, five right now yeah <laughs> yeah it honestly looks hot <laughs> and so thank you Lindsay, loyal listener loyal friend great thank you Lindsay. uh you can find me at joe k on twitter um, I'm in Cleveland on the episode on the day that this drops. Uh, I'm at the Accidental Comedy Festival on the 31st of August, uh, the first and second of September. Uh, you can find those links on my Twitter. But is I'm in that Cleveland. Where the Rock and Roll Hall that of Fame? is where the Rock and Roll Hall so... of Fame is. So I'll be setting up shop there probably on Saturday. 
I feel like I'll, I'll spend a lot of time there. I've open, not been there. Open office hours. Yeah, right. Okay, come on by. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> Go say Go yell at Joe. <laughs> uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that's really helpful. Subscribe also. Um, and we want to thank Ted Tremper, Liz Full, Natalie Garcia-Mayor, and Bets the Dog for opening their doors to their home and letting us record in here. Uh, we also want to thank Yusu Kim for giving us the music that you have heard throughout the episode. I want to thank Mike Lloyd for giving us our yeah, beautiful Mike logo. Yeah, Lloyd. We don't he, we don't uh, bring him up yeah. uh, nearly enough, but he he made a great He's logo a good for dude us in general, uh, and, and he future, made a great logo. Future rock legends for giving us the information that allows this podcast to exist. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I'm Joe Guzala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the rock hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.